Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3 after a brief hiatus, uh, an overseas trip, shall I say. We're back. Like an international break for you. Maybe. You can put it that way. Um, but uh, the U.S. was fantastic for two weeks. I missed football, missed the best league in the world, the Premier League, and um, came back to witness what was a rather dull affair, Mo. Um, Liverpool and Manchester United, nil-nil. Mourinho clearly parked the bus. Before I get your thoughts on the game, and before uh, we delve into the stats against top six sides away from home for the Red Devils under Mourinho, let's hear now from Mourinho speaking to BBC Sports about the nil-nil draw. Jose, happy with that? Okay. Okay. In the first half, I was not happy. In the first half, I thought that uh, we had control. We had the ball. We moved the ball the way we want. We were always compact. In the second half, they brought Coutinho to play also inside. And I had nobody on the bench to help me to change the direction of the game. So in the second half was tactical discipline and organization, but difficult for us to play uh, to play more. So in the end, a point. Uh, and as it went on, you mentioned discipline. Did that become even more important? Was that the game plan then? No, more important, but no solutions on the bench. And I was waiting for them to make an offensive change, uh, to try more, to take out Chan or Wijnaldum and to bring Dan Sturridge or so, which I was waiting for, but he never did it. Mo, can you accept that his tactics, Jose Mourinho's tactics, were as a result of not wanting to concede, but you can also, I mean, or could you, is it plausible, let's put it that way, that Liverpool were afraid of Manchester United's counter-attack? No, not at all. If you ask me, it looks like more like that Mourinho is uh, uh, is afraid of uh, Jurgen Klopp because every time they play, he goes defensive. And I mean, to be honest, as a fan, I'm, I don't I don't accept that. Eh? Man United shouldn't be showing anybody fear. They should be going into every game to win it. Over the years, we've never, you know, feared anyone. Go in, attack, try and win the game. Give give the fans what they want to see. I mean, I I take losing, you know, three two over a nil-nil draw any day. I would never say, you know, at least I know they put their heart and their effort into it. One point, yes, but I mean, we want to see entertaining football. I mean, all the hype and, you know, excitement around that fixture. I'm sure that many United supporters couldn't sleep the night before. And you get that nil-nil boring defensive terrible display. You think um, Mourinho is more content or more satisfied uh, knowing that he'll get some abuse for an, a nil-nil draw and a point at Anfield, as opposed to a three-nil defeat at Anfield, um, do you think it's it's him just going? You know what? This is how I play away from home against the top six, where I've only claimed five points exactly. in ten games against top six away from home. In the Premier League, yeah, that's shocking. I think you know he's. Um... He's accepted that he'll take a point. But, uh, you know, Liverpool are there for the taking. Their defence is shockingly bad. I mean, they're not, they're not the most solid at the back. 
and yet against Man United, that back four looked like you know it looked like Paolo Maldini and Franco Baresi and you know Cannavaro. They looked solid, but I mean they're not. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, Mourinho will certainly be the happier of the two. I know Liverpool have got uh, some Champions League action uh, to worry about. Um, in terms of Manchester United, though, Lukaku's stamp uh, on Lovren, I mean, what did you make didn't of it? see nothing. <laughs> You're going to play it that way. You're going to play it yeah, that way. Exactly. All right, let's leave it there. Um, two surprise results over the weekend. Uh, Crystal Palace finally ending what was... A woeful start to the season. Um, their first goal of the season coming through, uh, well, it was actually an own goal, I suppose. I thought it was Kabai at first, but it was an own goal. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's their first victory of the season. Chelsea, though, there appears to be a little bit of unhappiness on the Antonio Conte side of things, isn't there? It just doesn't feel like the champions of last season, does it? Yeah, it seems very strange that they, you know, they uh, look, they're not looking like champions. Um, the way Crystal Palace played, you wouldn't say they were dead last, never won a game, didn't score a goal after eight matches. They were dominating Chelsea. Yeah, 731 minutes before the fair, their goal came. I mean, that's a long time. Roy Hodgson must have been a happy camper. Palace, though... I've got a sneaky suspicion, and I know Palace fans will not be happy with me, especially Kenny and the crew uh, from Croydon. Um, they're going to be relegated. I've got a feeling that there's something wrong with Palace. They will be in the relegation battle come the end of the season. No, definitely. It's going to take something short of a miracle. I mean, they would have to go on a run of like 10 straight victories to literally climb out of where they are. I mean, if they were getting maybe draws and, and, and not defeats, they could be, yeah, okay, we can still work with something. But, I mean, after eight games, you're sitting with three points. That's 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 scary. That's scary stuff. Let's talk... Go down. We said it before. Too many London teams. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, I'm happy with the amount from the Northeast, by the way. Uh, Watford, your other team, I suppose, beating yeah, Arsenal in a bit of a derby, isn't that? Say again? It's a bit of a North London derby of, of sorts. Can, can we say that? No, I don't think it is because Watford is out of London. No, it's, it's touching, touching I London. I've taken that train out of It's Houston. touching. I know it's out of but London. It, tu- it's, it borders on London. Yeah, okay, yeah, I suppose you could go. Uh, I mean, they, they're higher than Chelsea. They're above Chelsea. So that's Amazing. Be, it would be interesting. You know, Chelsea will want to get a victory so they can climb up. Yeah. Also, I think Chelsea will do well because, I mean, I don't think, I can't see them losing three straight games in a row. No, I don't think so. I think, look, with Eden Hazard finding form, um, the return of Morata, Chelsea will be up there. They'll be up there. But Watford over Arsenal, 2 1. Um, in terms of that result, well, Watford playing some decent football, and, and you've got to take your hats off to their manager. He seems to have got that uh, Hornets team clicking and working properly. Well, we always rated him as a good manager. Uh, even last season, though, he was at Hull. They were battling, but he was highly rated, and he's turned that uh, Watford around. And I suppose on, on the day, they could beat anyone. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that's the beauty of the Premier League, isn't it? Teams go to other places, don't expect to get a result, or do get a result, turn up, and uh, they grow another leg, as the New Zealanders say, or grow another arm. But I think at this point... Um, it's been a mixed bag of results. Tottenham have once, well, 
They look to be threatening. I think their first win at Wembley, if I'm not mistaken, their 1-0 win over Bournemouth. But Harry Kane, I, I'm not going to put him as my captain uh, in no, fantasy football. I, I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. Every time I do it and I stick with him, he fires a blank. You go Tottenham-Bournemouth and you say, Harry Kane, captain's going to get me at least 12 points because he's going to score two or three goals. Well, the form he's been on, you, you, you'd never say you wouldn't score against Bournemouth. And they're not the, the strongest team in the league. It's like second last. Yeah. So uh, I would have expected more and I was very disappointed. And I'm sure many uh, fantasy managers were this weekend. I mean, Lukaku blank, yeah. uh, um, Kane blank. And, you know, even some people who dropped Aguero, all of a sudden he was on the bench. And that, that for me, was a shock. I'm going to have to rethink this week, this weekend. But Tottenham against Liverpool this weekend is the pick of the matches, I think, uh, from that point of view. You've also got Newcastle, who host Crystal Palace, which could be very interesting. Um, also, news this week, uh, before we get to the final match that I want to talk about from the weekend, is that Newcastle United's owner, Mike Ashley, has put the club up for sale. Um, I, I personally am very happy to see that. I don't know if you saw Alan Shearer's tweet where he basically he put the Seinfeld. <laughs> Seinfeld? 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, I've sp- I got it right. Um, that gif where they all were going mad. Um, I think it's time Newcastle, after 10 years, have a new direction. But hats off to Ashley. This is a club that's been relegated twice in his 10 years that he's been in charge. They're profitable. They're in the black. £900,000 profit, up to um, a couple million profit last season. So hats off to him, but it's time to go, Mike Ashley. Um, We love Sports Direct, but uh, sorry, mate. It's now time for some, just pump some money in, in January, back rougher, get Newcastle back to where they should be, man. And that's, I'm not saying Champions League or winning the title, but somewhere there and thereabouts. One of those teams. I think they're good enough eventually. But why not? I mean, Newcastle used to be that that team, you know, Champions League. I mean, I remember watching them in the Champions League. They should be, you know, challenging for the league. They're a big club, massive fan base. And I agree with you. I'm happy that Mike Ashley, he's really, you know, bitter. He's poisoned the water at Newcastle. And he should go, even if he's going to, make a huge profit which he definitely is going to if they still in the Premier League yeah um, or by selling the club and you know the next person that buys the club should love the club why don't you put in a bid for it because it's you know going on sale in December I'm probably going to be about uh, 300 and something million pounds short uh, of the asking price but I know he's taking installments so there's still hope there you go (laughs) just pay it off monthly 300 rand a month for the next million years. It's, it's, it's good that this is going to happen, but also you want an owner that has the club's interest at heart. It's not just a money spinner. Well, there that's, w- that's one of the biggest things. There's talk of a... Co- You're right. There's a talk of a consortium. They had their spokesperson at the Liverpool game. So anything can still happen. Your club's going to be owned by a lady. Well, I, I, w- I wouldn't be against it, to be honest. I wouldn't be against it. But I think whoever comes in needs to go and spend some money, bring some decent players in, and from there, take Newcastle um, even further to where they've been before. They've been in the Champions League. They can tie, uh, Keegan, Kevin Keegan's days, they were competing for, for the, the title. So we'll wait and see. But... Um, with time, hopefully the deal is concluded and January, Rafa gets some money to spend. 
So we'll see what happens from there. I think before we wrap up and before we get to the fantasy stuff, Mo, we've got to talk about Manchester City. They are a team on fire. And I mean, I didn't expect them uh, to blast seven um, on, no, on the and, weekend. And, not and no, definitely not against Stoke. Stoke are fairly decent defensively, but I mean, they just ran riot City. And as much as it, you know, it grates me to say it, but I enjoyed seeing those goals because that's what you want to see as a fan. You want your team to be free attacking. And uh, up till the Liverpool game, that's what United were doing as well. But I mean, seven against Stoke, that's just that's insane, eh? They've got to be, at this point, front runners for the title, just based on the way they are banging in goals left, right and centre. And that was even without Aguero who's been their star this season so far. I mean, they've scored 29 goals so far in eight games. Yeah, their goal difference is 25. Exactly. It's madness. It's I mean, by the end of the season, they'd be on like 230 goals for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No doubt they're going to hit their, their, their bad patch. No, they will. The, the Christmas season and all of that, and when the Champions League gets a bit more serious. But I mean, if they're doing it this like this now, and he's got that Barcelona recipe going there. I think you know City are definitely odds on, and they 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 entertaining, and that's what it's about. Interesting. Before I forget, uh, I know you're a bit of a WWE fan. Vince McMahon is the bookies' odds-on favorite to buy Newcastle United <laughs> at sixty-six to one. <laughs> yeah, you'd love that. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. Anyway, um, speaking of City. It does make an interesting fantasy manager decision. Um, well, a conundrum, sorry, because I picked De Bruyne thinking that this guy is going to star for me. And he is a star for City. But in terms of assists and points, it's better investment to go with a Sane or a, a Sterling or, or someone like Jesus, maybe. Gabriel Jesus. I, I don't know. Maybe even Aguero back for this week. Yeah, you, you're going to have to think long and hard about that one. Eh? But then again, you know, they're home to Burnley. So you can only put three City players. So, I mean, I'd go Jesus because, you know, he's definitely going to start. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd go, I'd keep De Bruyne. He might exploit uh, uh, Burnley. Sterling has had a good start, but he's not consistent enough. Eh? Mm -hmm. The moment you put him in your team, he's going to flop. Yeah, this is my fear. This is my fear. So I think... The regular guys. The regular guys. But now, this is my, 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 my... I'm considering dropping Lukaku. I think that would be a smart move. Because Kane can still come off and bang in goals. Lukaku, though, and maybe it was just because it was this big game, because we do know that he tends to disappear in the very big games. But, but to be honest, I mean, it wasn't his fault. He no, he didn't. So, but, <laughs> yeah, drop I, him, I, keep him. Huddersfield obviously are going to be up for the United game because their fans will be enjoying the, the atmosphere and having it United there. So what's your take? Drop Lukaku, bring in Jesus or Aguero possibly? I'd go with Jesus. And then maybe Mkhitaryan. No, please stay away from Mkhitaryan. He's disappointing. <laughs> He's run out of form. I think he needs to be dropped for a couple of games to get back that form. That and also keep in mind, it's a Champions League week, eh? So it is true. You know, Kane is going to be out at, in Madrid for, for against Real Madrid. So, you know, he might be a bit knackered when that match against Liverpool comes along on Sunday. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see, hey? Yeah, and after he tussles with Pepe and uh, Sergio Ramos, yeah, he is definitely going to be knackered after that game. And someone said that he's still behind... 
uh, Gareth Bale in their pecking order. I think it was one of the Neville brothers. But anyway, we'll leave it there. Mo, thanks very much for your time. Uh, remember to catch us on iTunes, The Ginger's Perspective, is where you can find football2 plus 3, cliffcentral.com, cs2plusc.co.za. And of course, on social media, on Twitter, check us out at football2 plus 3, uh, where you can find out what's been happening. Often we post uh, scores and little news bits and things like that, but your feedback is always welcome. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed the show. It's good to be back after a longish break, but we'll continue to bring more football 2 plus 3 your way and the best league in the world continues this weekend.